Previously on Jerry Bruckheimer's How Do We Turn This Amusement Park Ride Into a Bankable Movie Franchise. <laughs> Previously on Archie vs. Predator, only on the CW. The gang. That's <laughs> real good. The, the thing is, that could happen. It it very well could. It was I, I strategically picked the CW because I I'm hoping that they pick that pick up that idea. But obviously, I would absolutely. Henry's been that. waiting for uh, them to obviously pick when that when the writer's strike thing. is resolved. Because yeah, I'm <laughs> not a, I'm not a monster. Um, the gang is in trouble, isolated on a train full of Abbey personnel, questionable doctors, and a literal train car full of Sioux beasts. The crew is trying to get to the bottom of the mystery into why people are contained in organic prison cells in the middle of this uh, train, prison train. They encounter pod people, sort of. Um, Treble implicates a train person who is then eaten by Feast, a servant of uh, Dr. Jameson Vauban, and wishes someone good poopin'. <laughs> he sure did do that, didn't he? Yeah, and that's what I've got, because I listened to the last episode, and that that, that was basically the episode, so... <coughs> yeah, so just if you're catching up right now, um, we've been out for a while. Various people had COVID. Um, things happened. So nobody really fully remembers what we were doing. But we're barely, back. We barely remember way. what we do from week to week. So yeah, but now it's been two months. months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's a tough ask in a in a tough time collectively in America. Um, yeah, but we're making it. Through. We're, well, we're yeah, we're we're making it through in our in our own way. When I say that various people had COVID, I do mean me and Henry. And if there's a lot of coughing in the background. That's why. And it's probably me doing the coughing. It's probably mostly Henry. A skilled carpenter has taken time to sandpaper my throat, and periodically (laughs) it just feels real rough. So I will do my best to not do that. Um, But having gotten our preambles out of the way, uh, where we pick up is in the middle of the train car, uh, the dining car, in fact. You were... The party of Herman slash Rex Rex Texas and uh, (laughs) Treble slash Giles Wintergreen is coming back from the prison car. And on the way there, you run into Feast, uh, the mysterious sort of otherworldly assistant to the Tortle Doctor uh, that you encountered on the way in. Um, you also in- uh, so there is his name was Feast. Is that That's right? correct, like, Feast, and he mentioned does, that he had a brother. Does he famine. have a brother? That's right. Okay. I don't really care to meet Famine. Uh, I would rather if us have not met Feast. To yeah. be honest, don't like him. He did a little portal situation. Yeah, he, and... he was conjured. The turtle conjured him through a portal, and he like yeah. crawled his way through. Um, the turtle conjured him from a portal. Indeed. Great. Yes. And that's how it goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Does anybody remember what uh, Dan and I were doing? So, I believe... We were 
eavesdropping on people, and then we stumbled into this madness. Oh, come on. There's like, actually the Archie versus second. Predator? Yeah, it's a real thing. God damn it. That's when you said it. I was like, it's a real comic book. There's two versions of it. They did, they did I, a sequel, even. I knew there was Archie versus the Punisher, and I so I deliberately didn't choose that one. I didn't realize <laughs> that there was an Archer, Archie versus the... God damn it. Okay, that actually is great artwork, though. I can't even be mad. Right? That's very Everyone go Google that artwork, I guess. Yeah. We will probably not put it up on Twitter for you. Google Archie vs. Predator. It's right there. (laughs) Also, also, I want to give specific commendation to the subtitle, or to the uh, undertitle here. Revenge Comes to Riverdale. Archie vs. the Predator 2. Yeah, that was for the sequel series. Oh, right. The Predators had to come back to fuck up Archie. (laughs) Right, he was the one true competition, and that's how they yeah. they gauge the, the strength al- of their warriors. You Not know. the aliens, the Archie. Archie. The Archie. Okay, so <laughs> um, as far as what you guys were doing, I think you were trying. Uh, you were witnessing a conversation that was happening in the like the VIP dining car, and you were reading lips specifically. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so you were able to pick up on the fact that the doctor in question is going to the prison to give some sort of medical treatment to the warden. Um, Because medical treatments have not been taking any as this peculiar, odd disease. Like, borderline body horror disease was kind of the the gist you got from it. Everything going on on this train is borderline body horror, and I am into it. Yeah, anyway, um, no. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's all about the ambiance. It's a good genre of horror. True. <clears throat> so, um, where we pick up then is Kitty and Red. You were in the dining car, um, or the VIP car. You have I the... I thought we had just run into wherever the other... Or you might be on are. the move. I think we had just run into them at the end of the last. Because we saw that something was going towards them, and we were like, shit. Yes, that is true. Um, it also occurs to me, you passed a unique Warforged on your way there that had, like, instead of two eyes, it had just a, a giant slit in its head, which had, like, red light coming out of it, where the eye sockets would be. So... That is where we pick up. So right now, it is you four, plus uh, Feast, plus uh, one other Abbey guard, and then the uh, the potato chef, who you cannot see, but is presumably uh, dutifully working on potatoes. Man. Okay, and is the situation hostile? Are we about to roll initiative, or what? Uh, if you want to, I, I What's wasn't... What's the vibe on this Well, right now? Bear, bear in mind, Feast has just completely consumed the guy that Treble called out, so... Oh, yeah. The prospect mm-hmm. of danger is sort of off the table for Feast at the moment. Unless you Great. want to start a fight, which this is your I right, don't. so... I super don't want to do that. Yeah, I forgot we got someone murdered. Treble bad. did. <laughs> Treble super just had a dude. Treble was like, it was definitely that guy, not me. And then that guy got eaten. And it was, and it was the use well, of magic, right? Like that someone had Correct. Magic? Yeah. yeah. 
the use of magic on the train uh, releases like a chemical into the air that people can smell, or certain Hate certain that. creatures can smell. So, um, so there's that. Uh, it is worth pointing out that Feast did mention that tentatively, if the guy was innocent, a doctor could get him out, but he didn't really elaborate on that. So great. That could be a subplot for you. Find the doctor who specializes in prying creatures out of other creatures' stomachs. Uh, which I look forward so to having to write that part. How long until digestion in there? You know what? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I had thought a ton about digestion. Um, I probably should have. Anyway. Okay, so we just watched that guy get eaten and now we're just hanging out. So at this point, uh, Feast has started to walk back toward the prison cars. Can we assess, like, about how far along we are on our journey, or would we even know that? Yes, you can. So, and I should have mentioned this the, the, the moment you got on the train. In each of the train cars, you have, like, a little map with, like, the little glowing, like, almost LED lights. Like, a, like an updated version of the Indiana Jones travel map, where it kind of shows you where you are on the on the route. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so right now, you are about halfway, according to the map. Um, go ahead and roll... We'll say go ahead and roll nature. Um, there's a map right by the entrance to this car, so you would all be able to see this. But anybody who rolls nature, I'll give you something for it. A 19 from trouble. 19 from trouble? I got a 1. <laughs> you got a what? A I got 1. A I got a, a natural 20. Okay, so the duality... Very nature boy over here. <clears throat> the duality of man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the map, uh, Herman, and you think that part of it seems to be covered in a giant ink smudge. Um, you... Uh, Kitty, you are not familiar enough with, like, topographical maps to be able to, like, draw a conclusion from it, per se. Um, what you what you would generally be able to interpret, though, is that you're entering a stretch where you're, the train is going to be climbing, like, going, like, up the side of a mountain, basically. Um, Treble and Red, you detect that you are actually... I detect more than Treble... I just <laughs> give me Red, something for my Red, nat twenty, Red okay? Really wants their natural twenty because it might be the only one they ever get again. <laughs> it this might be the only one I ever roll. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, uh, Treble, you know, just by virtue of traveling in the area, the area you're entering in, like on the map, it's been shaded in with charcoal, and that's. Not a, a a printer's error. It is in fact because the era the area is slightly volcanic, so you're entering into these fields of basalt and obsidian and like old lava flows, that are basically piled up on each other. Um, and red, given your your patron, your just generally uh, your arcane background. My, um, my nature abilities? Yeah, all of that. Um, you would know that, typically speaking, on this continent, uh, 
there are weird weather and geological uh, events that can occur around volcanoes that kind of clash with the anti-magic stuff that goes on. Okay. Clash in a good way or a bad way? In an unpredictable way. So, okay. like, you could have a random sandstorm just happen. Or a random rainstorm in the middle of the desert. Earthquakes. Okay. Volcanic eruptions. Um, and because of the way that these two forces interact, there's often not a lot of evidence left over that they ever happened. And you hmm. know that this area, just because of its, it's so far to the south and it's so far out of the way, you really don't know much about it except that there's just a ton of chaotic events here like it, it would be the the bastillon equivalent of the bermuda triangle like there's just a that's lot of what i was thinking, a lot of yeah. inexplicable events here okay so i will communicate that to people when it is possible <laughs> we look forward to you telling us about it <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, it is in the middle of the, uh, probably middle to late afternoon at this point. Um, you do notice, kind of on your way to the dining car, that there, there are a couple of kind of empty cars on the way there. Like, if you wanted to, like, stop, meet up. Um, I would fucking love to do that. Um, I should also mention at this point that Kaizo did not join you all. He remained in the room. Uh, the VIP room. Okay. He's still on the train. He's, he's yeah, he's still on the train. He just okay. he didn't want to arouse suspicion, so he stayed in that room. Okay. So yeah, I think we should like stop off for like a quick combo happening here. Yeah, quick convo. I explained to everyone that we're in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> right. Did we go to the empty car so we could stop, collaborate, yeah. and listen? And listen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Ice is back with the brand new mission. <laughs> Ernest grabs a hold of me tightly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's our new deal, or our new uh, bonus content. Oh, good. J it. Just those... Those Gen Z though. is not going to get this one. <laughs> Bastalone version of Vanilla Ice. Bastalone Ice. Uh, yeah, that's the information I have is Bermuda Triangle. Hopefully everyone else will explain the information they have. Like, maybe the fact that there's like a whole car full of prisoners and things. Yeah, like, so what, what are we... What are we... What, what's our game plan here, y'all? I oh, sorry, let me have let me get into forgotten. character here. Uh, what's our uh, what's what's our game plan here? Um, I, I, I mean, didn't, didn't you say that uh, the uh, some of the pris prisoners were people you knew? I mean, I think it was people we all knew, um, but. There was like 
a guy, like a really nerdy looking guy, kind of like, did he like run a newspaper or something like that? Nerdy guy um, who looks like he'd run a newspaper. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Then there was like, there was like a, a person who had like blue hair. And then like, my people, I, I don't know, it was weird. Herman, you got anything to add? Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to help them. It's, they, they look like pretty nice people. Like, it doesn't seem like they deserve to be in prison, but I mean, I don't know. yeah, we're here we to get that. everybody out of prison. That's, uh, we, we, we gotta get them all out. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do both. Well, didn't we have an objective first and foremost? I yeah. mean, we, we got one to... person. Yeah, what was that? We got one person we gotta kill. We got a whole bunch more people we gotta free, and I'd rather focus on that. That seems a little more difficult. Our mission was to kill somebody. No, so the snake. No, the snake guy. <laughs> the snake guy had a guy in the mission or in the place that he wanted us to kill. Yeah. Um, but we never really like fully made that deal. We just were like, okay. We, we were like, sure, but we're actually just here to like fuck up the shit. Like that's the main thing. So we're gonna need to really like fuck up this feast and famine guy. Like, we gotta really, like... The, the fact that there are prisoners on this ship, or this train, that are specifically tied to us means they're on to us. I mean, we, we knew they were on to us back in Bastelon, but maybe they're on to us here on the train even well we ain't in prison yet so but what if they're just being sent there as bait I mean congratulations the bait's already worked we're here (laughs) right (laughs) that's true that's like sticking uh, your bait down a fish's mouth that's already on the hook no need we're already here. We're ready to rumble. <laughs> Perfect analogy. So... Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. No notes. No notes. I feel like we should maybe, like, I don't know, like, are we gonna, are we gonna kill all the guards there, or what do we, I'm not gonna lie, this this uh, feast guy really kind of shook me to my core a bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. Um, seems like doing magic on this here train is bad. Doing magic, uh, in the prison's probably also bad. Do, are we trying to sneak into the prison and see what's what before we start some shit, or? Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense. We, we get in there and we, we look around before (laughs) we make any rash decisions. with all of this is we never really had a good plan we were just like uh, we're gonna go in there and break everyone out and now they're even sending people there who we would also want to break up but why are they why did they have them in the first place 
everything is f super fucked up and we don't really have a plan and I don't uh -huh. know how to get I, I don't know what plan we could I don't know what to plan because I don't I think I think we gotta look around to make make a plan I don't know what this think, prison looks like. I don't. I don't know what its weaknesses are. Yeah, maybe we'll get lucky and there'll just be one big red button that'll open all the doors. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, they probably got something like that. Classic. But regardless, there's four of us, and oof, this is getting more intimidating by the moment. Is it? No. Yeah, it probably would be good to have backup, but I don't really well, trust that we got great we backup. We technically had... There was the, the group of centaurs that were... The Cloven Hoof Coalition. But no, the ones from the... The, the, the island, the floating island. Yeah, were, they seemed like fans of us, but I don't know the if they're fans riders. of like everybody yes, else the, in this the, whole the, prison. The they were going there... Specifically, there, but they were going over here to fuck shit up in one of the. I think they were going to the prison as well. If we would have. Can we. Does anybody. We can't do ascending. I don't. None of us know how to do that, but. Uh, we got a phone. Oh. That's true. A very, very magic phone. We got a phone we could call some kind of fucking god on, apparently. I I feel like we should call somebody and ask for help. Could be good. Do we, I mean, do we, we want do. to call from on the train, though? No. I mean, probably not. Seems I mean, dangerous. Yeah. Technically, I still have an acorn from your friend. Ah, uh, yes. The good old acorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could we, um, do you think they would be able to smell magic from outside the train? Could we maybe go sort of out, like, between like a smoker. cars? Or maybe maybe up on top of the cars or something? There, and there, yeah, like a, a magic-only train, you know? Make, make a call. You, that's where you go to, yeah, you go to smoke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got a smoking car? Yeah. Designated gotta, magic area? Yeah, designated magic car. Well, okay, I have a world-building question. Sure. Is any of the trains, like, the equivalent of, like, the electricity and intercom and stuff on the train, is any of that magic-powered? Yep. Like, is there any amount of magic that is innate to this train? Um, I mean, you can check. I, I think I it's, would love to I check. think it's reasonable to assume, just for the two people that have been there, that there is something sort of magic in the uh, prisoner area. So, like, like, maybe we could go to a place where there is already some innate magic going on and kind of disguise it if we did some there. Although, Treble did some in the prisoner area and... That guy still smelled it, so. Yeah, I don't really want to do that right now. He smelled it, like, once you came out, right? Mm-hmm. Not 
while you were in there, though. I mean, he was walking that direction. So, I'm gonna say, and have, uh, if you recall from, I almost said previous episodes, if you recall from way back when, when you guys were attempting to bribe and or steal uniforms to get on the train, you were, you encountered that engineer who was in, like, a storehouse of, like, train supplies. Who was talking to food. Yes, it was a rough time. For, for him. For everyone. For everyone, but him in particular. Um, one of the things that you noticed there was a peculiar type of s- sort of magical wood commonly used for train fuel. Okay. So, so, where, so wherever they're burning the, the, the fuel for the train, so probably mm-hmm. the, the, Toward the, the front. engine. The engine. Um, engine car or the um, coal car but it would be the wood car yeah there's probably a lot of magic happening there okay do we have the requisite materials to use this phone right now well that's what I'm looking at you should have some yeah go ahead I believe we have enough for some things so I will remind you of the partial call list that we have that um the different amounts so 500 will call or 50 gold will call a lesser dude 100 diamonds will call a planetar 50 diamonds will call an oni 150 diamonds will call a horned devil 75 diamonds will call a rakshasha 200 will call a packed devil 15 diamonds called people you know if you know their true name 160 diamonds will call an archfey, and 120 diamonds will call a solar. Okay, so how many diamonds do we have? Um, right now I only have gold listed. I have some gems listed, um, but I think we gave those back to the... Oh, no, so they're gems that we could use to call certain people. Okay. So I, have, I have a lapis lazuli. Yep, yep, yep. So we have two carnelian gems that can call Ifrit Sekbos, sec- a guardian spirit, a polished, mm-hmm. a polished smoky gray quartz, which we'll probably call a knowledge god, and a polished piece of lapis lazuli, which we'll call jar guardian spirit, a giant toad will, who will give knowledge or food. <laughs> okay, which of I like, those... I like the... The second or the second to last one that you said. What was the second to last one you said? Uh, a polished smoky gray quartz, which we'll just call a knowledge god. What was a the first god. one? I mean, that's that's that sounds pretty good, right? I mean, a knowledge god could be good. It could oh, it could it, also it, well, be good if be, we could get. Um, I don't. The, okay, so because we got them from Kebra, we got them from <coughs> Kebra, and then I'm looking at my list of Kebran deities, and. The one that is knowledge is Yardic, the god of knowledge and knowing and deep magic, whose head is only a cloud of smoke and knows everything about the past and present, burdened with knowing everything and wants to die but can't. So I think it might call that person. Yeah, here's my, um, <laughs> could we get into the prison and it would be great if we could just sort of call up 
like some kind of big demon or god or something that would just fuck up everybody in the prison for us that could be great well if, I mean, if we could do that and and, and if guardian spirit that sounds like something that would fuck that up and we have two of we have two gar carnelia gems that we could do that um if we want to try to get some knowledge before we get there and do it on the train i think the smoky great quartz is the best knowledge to call the knowledge god because I worry about using the lapis lazuli, who will call a giant toad, who might give us knowledge, but also could just give us food. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah, opposed to getting food. Your pockets are still probably full of steak, so I'm not worried about you getting food. I think oh, it's you're right. Potatoes, right I now. I eat a pocket steak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um. Do you want to try to sneak into the engine room and do that, or? I mean, I, uh, 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 I think that would be the best uh, option at uh, this point, just because we have no other ideas. All right, yeah. Uh, you want us to help? maybe come with you beat up an engineer or uh, cause a distraction yeah, i think maybe come with to to be on guard and to yeah let me do that yeah and to make sure no one comes in uh especially mm -hmm. um scary things with maws in their tummies yep 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 yeah we can we can do that uh, yep great. let's do it Great. So we're gonna go to the like engineering car where okay. the, we're gonna head that way, and uh, we yeah, and we're gonna try to use the phone to call a knowledge god because we if if nothing else, maybe Treble can charm person the engineer to just let us be in there. I don't know. <laughs> That's an idea. Oh, I could do that. Well, maybe it, no, maybe only if, maybe once we get there. Yeah, only if we have to. Um, if we could just be in there and maybe hide in some, um, wood, like a pile of wood or some uh, uh, something like that, would be more preferable than doing any more extra magic than we need to. I call dibs on building the wood fort. Oh God. Okay. Sounds fun. Let's do it. Okay. So, great. Now, are you going to include Kaizo in this, or do you want to leave him where he is? Because you're going to have um, to pass through that room to get to the engine. I think we will. Uh, I will go up and I will uh, whisper, tell him what we are doing. I have a. I have a message spell. Don't no more magic. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, I can't do magic. Never mind. <laughs> the, the, the sheer indignance on that was great. No, no, no that no. happened in character. Just no capes. Red was like, "Oh, no should capes. I do?" Oh no, I forgot. No magic. Um, I will try to just like, just go up to him. You know, kind of like put a hand on his shoulder and just like talk, like side talk in his ear and give him the choice to come because he would be great to have because he is big and scary. Um, but also, if he just wants to stay where he is. Okay. And I'm playing with dice because I'm stressed out. <laughs> Fair. So he is actually. So you do that then? You go to the car and you 
Yeah, have a, we got okay. Go. Okay, go he... So he is actually going to hand you a very small folded piece of paper. Okay. Ooh. In, like, a very tacit uh, sleight of hand sort of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I go to touch him on the shoulder and he, like, goes to, like... like Ex- oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And, very... well, I would... <laughs> assuming that you wait to leave the the room before looking at it. Yeah, I'm not going to just like, oh, look at this piece of paper. <laughs> you realize that he has given you a list of prisoners currently, notable prisoners currently being held. Okay. Because I, I wasn't there. Wait, on the train or no, in no, the prison? No, 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 no. In the prison in the, itself. Okay. In the Ooh. prison, okay. okay. Can I, okay, let me... Can you please read that for me so I can write it down? I, so I can also just copy and paste and give you Great. A, at least Either. part of these. But yeah, I'll, let me, let well, me read, read it Read it off. for the audience that we have. Yes, yeah. read, it, read it for the audience. Great. So, notable prisoners include Tizoc, T-I-Z-O-C, an Ifrit responsible for the destruction of the city of Tolek on the sunken continent. That's number one. Um, a barbarian named Victor Gravesend. What a name. Indeed. Uh, let me know when you're... I'm, I'm good. I just keep okay. going. If, if I need to repeat it or stop, I'll let <laughs> Okay. <you>. Good deal. <laughs> Susie Voidclaw, fifth daughter of the famous Tabaxi House. Of Clan Void Claw. We like, met. You, you could we, read the list fast and then just send Bobby the list. <laughs> okay, wait, fair. Wait, 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 wait. We met a Void Claw, didn't we? In the the. the you may have Abbey. done. Mm-hmm. We may was, have done. There was a there was a Tabaxi a Tabaxi scary mm-hmm. Tabaxi lady. Some of us have the knowledge that this is an OC of Henry's that may pop up in no, many but we, places. No, but we heard the name. No, no, no. You, you have you have heard the name Void Claw before. Yeah. Yeah, we heard their name. There, there is yeah. a member of the Abbey that you have met, in fact, that has that name. Yeah, that like okay. tried to fuck us up when we were fucking shit up. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So there's that. Uh, the legendary fisherman. And next to his name, it just says, A serial killer renowned for his creative and maritime-themed executions. Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> Known to favor an enchanted harpoon. Jesus fucking Christ. Wait, don't we? No, we don't have a... We had an enchanted spear, not a harpoon. You do not have a harpoon. Yeah, yeah we had a spear. We had a spear, not a harpoon. <laughs> I, I have the spear, I believe. Um, I have a javelin. <laughs> Bayezid, B-A-Y-E-Z-I-D... Grendelsbane. Uh, Another Grendelsbane. Okay, but okay, but uh, I, I want to point out this is good, and this you could cut this. This is the last one, the last new Grendelsbane <laughs> that I'm introducing <laughs> in this story, I think. Okay, don't don't make promises you can't keep there. That's why I said I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very prolific family. It's like Johnson. There's there's yeah, a there's with a lot of there, guys. Now, this oh, one is interesting. So he is listed as the grandsire of the entire Grendelsbane clan. He has been imprisoned for 350 years for 
something. Um, the field there is left blank. Uh, following that, uh, there are two uh, entries here, and they are in fact brothers. One of them is Cobbler Jones, and the other is Okra Jones. Now you might be thinking, we have met some Jones brothers before. Yes, we have. Yeah. And yeah. they are scions of the famous filmmaking House of Jones. Okay, Okra. Nice. Okra was imprisoned for inventing pornography. And his his catchphrase the church. his catchphrase was when two people love each other very much we want to see it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is very oh, good. Oh man, that's good. That was very good. Um, next is Bambino Clemens, and next to his name it just says baseball deviant. That's incredible, actually. <laughs> Computer, generate a baseball name ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> when you ask an AI, can you make me a base, uh, baseball OC? Uh, Done. Bambino, Bambino Clemens, baseball deviant. <laughs> Richard McGuffin. Oh, you piece of shit. No, there's a there's a there's a good joke that comes along with that later. I I I, I know I know I hear it and I know. Um, okay, we've we've got a few more of these here. Um, okay. So Zasumet, Z A S U M E T, uh, third prince of Sekbos. Uh, the description for him is a reincarnated pharaoh who accidentally made his way into the prison on his way to the afterlife. Interesting. Okay. Uh, a tabaxi named Dottie. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to spell this one because I have a hard time saying it. So C O R M O C O D R A N, which is Cormacodron. Um, and the description next to him says a high-ranking member of the Cloven Hoof Coalition. Uh, oh. Cormacodron is a minotaur with a with long, like ox-like horns, like long horns. Um, and one of his distinguishing features is listed as uh, extensive blue, dark blue tattoos, covering most of his body. Um, did in you addition, say why Dottie was in pr prison? I did. Why was Dottie in prison? I think that's what the story will explore. No. Mm. <laughs> She's just a bitch. We're gonna right. find. Knock shit off that's a secret a for later. I, so so here's the thing. For no reason. There's a there's so much to get into with each of these characters because I anticipate. You guys will have a lot to, to play with when you get to, to this location. To do in the prison, unless we just uh, blow the whole thing up? Yes. Which, we, yes. We We're just, just going to blow it up with a demon. These, we could just immediately. kill one of every one of these people. You could. You could. But let's, <laughs> but let's, let's not jump cry. to conclusions. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so. Uh, only a couple left here. Okay. okay. Um, so, second to last. Alfred Quarterhorse. Uh, low-ranking member of CHC. Cause he's, is, 
Is he a miniature horse man? That's... Like, he's like a miniature pony guy? That may be true. Yeah. Um, that would be good. Um, and finally, and perhaps the most ominous, um, this is the most recent entry, and it just says, Afterthought, dash, a fragment of Abaddon. What? Excuse me? Now, so, two more things here. One, this is not a complete list of prisoners there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These, this is just the These are just what ones. the Abbey determined were the most important. Mm -hmm. Secondarily, um, you turn the note over, kind of, and you realize that on the back, uh, you're, you're not quite sure how he did it, but he also scribbled names of people who are actively guarding the prison currently. Mm. At least a few of them. Mm. I was really Could he also back. give us, say, like, do you like me? Yes their or no class and <laughs> AC? <laughs> Damn it, that would have been a great joke. The, uh, the dance <laughs> on Friday. Yes <clears throat> so, um, you have, first is listed the turtle that you've already met, Dr. Vaban, prison doctor. Um, Omet, prison warden. Uh, Tamerlane, uh, bounty hunter ranger. Uh, Tears team, codenamed Vapor. And it just says Kevin. <laughs> oh, he's gotta be the worst. Oh, shit. Kevin's gonna, Kevin's the gonna worst. be there. Sounds like a real piece of shit. <laughs> you said Tamerlane was a ranger? Yes. Um, and that's at least what he wrote down. In all likelihood, there's probably more, but, you know. Yeah. Forewarned is forearmed. Yep. Oh, if only I had forearms. <laughs> Just you wait. Eh. Okay. Okay. Wait, okay. Just, I'm, I'm continuing uh, just a tiny mm -hmm. sec. Uh, um, Zasumet? Yeah, the Sekvos. We were in Sekvos's tomb, weren't we? Um, yes. Yes. But but bear in mind, like, Sekvos is an... It's, it's like one of those pharaoh names that gets reused and then they tack on a number okay, okay. after it. So this is the third. Um, you were in the tomb of Sekvos the first, slash the great. Okay. So this is the third incarnation Yes. Was, they're, they're like reborn. Kind of. as, they, as, believe, uh, they believe they're reborn. They believe they're reborn, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great, 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 So there's a lot of Joneses, a lot of Sekboses, and a lot of Grendel's Banes. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. Indeed. The Carnelia, yes. the Carnelia gem that we have two of summons Ifrit's that are Sekbos guardian spirits, so that might be a good thing. Okay. That's great. They might at least help get that dude out. <laughs> it feels like there's a lot of potential for... There's people here that other people would also want out if we can get a hold of the right allies to help yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go use the phone. Okay. Yeah, because then we won't have to do as much convincing if we summon somebody that wants to help. 
Yeah, if we summon someone and we're like, you're pharaohs in this prison, do you want to help us? That could be good. Indeed. All right. To the wood fort that I'm going to make. (laughs) To the wood fort. Or the engineering car, if you please. So, um, Um, on the other... We're making our way over there and trying not to do that all in one bunched up group that's extremely obvious. Okay, so being subtle about it, that's... that's That's yeah, wise. Herman's <laughs> <Right. laughs> just arbitrarily yeah, looking at corners suspicious. while walking, which is, <laughs> which is even better on a train because there's like no corners in there. Um, yeah. But so you don't have to go terribly far because you're you were only a couple of cars away from the engine when you got on anyway. So the the next car that you go into it seems to be like the equipment car. So you have like replacement wheels are in a rack. Uh, on a wall to your left, you've got all of the tools that an engineer would need to maintain it. Put the put tire or not tires. Put wheels back on. Put like the crankshaft back on. Repair a boiler. That sort of thing. Um, gets distracted admiring the tools. There also is like a rack of weapons. Um, they appear to be like these wrought iron, mostly bladed weapons. So swords, there's some spears, there's glaives. Um, curiously, each of these, uh, all of the tips are painted with this, this, like, the metal is almost a milky white and it sparkles slightly um, as, you, as you pass by. Um, they're also worth noting, there's nobody in this car right now. Um, just a storage room. Just in case we wanted to take some milky white um, weapons. Just in case, yeah. you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh white shoot, I've got to I've got to hit all the other train stereotypes. There's uh, matches, uh, dynamite, um, glue. Don't, don't yeah. give these fuckers dynamite. <laughs> no. What are you thinking? No, <laughs> no, um, no. There's none of that. But you do you do make your way through that car. Um, and then you arrive at the engine proper. <coughs> and as you enter, they've built like a little metal arch that you enter through, and you can see above you is stacked like cords and cords of this pale white wood um, that's all been tied together with like a dark green thread and stamped with like purple ink, kind of to denote that this is the special fuel. Um, and up ahead of you, you can see a pair of uh, a pair of engineers, um, and both of them are Dwergar. Can you elaborate for our audience and maybe also me what those are? Sure. <laughs> so Dwergar are a subterranean race of dwarves that live in the Underdark. Um, oh, I- so. That seems cool. Yeah, they're very similar. They would be the dwarf equivalent of drow. Uh, for which you for know elves. is my favorite D and D race. I, I do know that, which makes it all the weirder that I have to explain what dwarfs are. But I just I love no, I love the dark elves and had you, not considered that there were dark dwarves. This is true, um, and There's that's that's dark, fair. Isn't there dark like gnomes too? Svils, svils? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Anybody who's nocturnal, I'm into it. Also love vampires. Great. Good stuff. Bats? Yes. Good story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. Um, oh, Mark. Oh, what a hi, story. Oh, hi, hi, Mark. 
the f oh, hi, Mark. He's also a vampire. <laughs> he he's not. I mean, he's so, he's not a human. Like <laughs> he, must, he must be a vampire. Um, he is not a human. So you did also meet a Dwergar before. So there's one in the VIP car right now, and it's the yes. Dwergar who has had his legs like replaced with metal prosthetics. Hobbs mm. dribble. Yes, Hobbs dribble. Um, what a name! Phonetically, and then you you um, very nicely <laughs> <laughs> were like it's spelled this way, but I spelled it Hobbs. You, I mean, I totally get it. Like phonetically, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so, no, com no complaints. Um, but you notice too that these Dwergar are clad in such a way they've got like almost a chainmail sort of thing on. Um, and then you realize that the way that the engine is built, you're kind of, you're not quite inside it, but the engine is like open to the platform that you're in, like to the interior of the engine. So the armor is basically to protect them from all of these fragments that are flying off. Um, cool. It's not terribly safe. Osha would not be pleased. Osha with this. would not have a, a good time here. No. But uh, they also don't seem to take any notice of you. Because it is kind of... It's not super noisy, but it's noisy enough that they're, they've got stuff to do. They're taking these cords, they're cutting them, they're putting them, distributing them throughout this engine. Seems like a perfect place to make a phone call. Yeah, Herman... Yeah, that's true. Herman got excited about building a fort, immediately forgot we're supposed to be stealthy, and has started trying to build a fort. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so before you do that, uh, <laughs> you get the sense that the Dwergar are actually singing as they're slinging the, the wood. Well, I can't hear them? Well, Which no, no, no. You, like... can, you, can, you can hear that they're singing. You can't really make out what they're singing. You can hear like the, the the like the tune, the tone of somebody like humming and some person singing. I go closer so I can hear what they're singing because the DM has pointed it out and now I'm curious. <laughs> and we want to hear Henry sing us a song. <laughs> so you hear the following two-line stanza cuz that's as much as I think I can give today. Mm -hmm. Shovel the wood and it'll make us go fast. Out of the future and into the past. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. You good? You want some mail? Uh, it... Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this will fit you, but here. And he, like, he hands you this... It looks like a normal thing of chain mail, and then you hold it, and it is incredibly heavy. Like, you are having, even with both hands, you are having a really difficult time. Even with both hands and one level in Paladin, or whatever you have now, you're having a difficult time. I have two levels time. in Paladin, thank you very much. Okay, well then I you're having half Herman. as difficult a time that you would have had <laughs> otherwise. I go, hey, Herman? Yeah. It Hold this. Okay. <laughs> Can Herman hold it? Yes, Herman. Herman, okay, it, it like Herman can hold it, but like it's tissue paper to him. <laughs> it, it's still got some heft to it. Um, it really puts into perspective how absolutely shredded these Dwergar are, 
Um, That's incredible. So the one that handed it to you has like a red headband on. The other one has this pair of, they look like almost like skiing goggles or like welding goggles. And you realize that 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 one with the goggles is like on... You're kind of making a, a little bit of a logic leap here, but he's working in the hotter part of the engine and he like needs the eye protection more. Because he's, okay. al- he's also got, like, one of those little shovels for, like, leveling out coals and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, what brings you up, up here to, uh, to the furnace? We're making a fort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just checking, checking out how everything's going. Uh, I thought your song was real nice. Real, real good stuff. Well, thanks. We, uh. It's a shame you came when you did. We just finished the 63rd verse. Uh, oh, that's that's my favorite. We verse, always start yeah. it when the journey begins, and we usually hit the 63rd verse about now, so... Anyway. It, it, you're right on track. That's great. Um, it, any it's a particular meaning to that? It's sort of a the family passed along sort of song, or...? What's a family? That's right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's correct. A clan, Where'd you get the song from? How, how long has it been around? Okay, and then I'm like, yeah, great. And then I'm going to try to go behind the fort that fucking... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you go do that. I'll, I'll that talk Herman's, to these guys. That Herman's trying to build... I'll talk to these guys. Can I roll to see how good my fort is? You know, sure. Why not? Can I give the assist on how oh, good his let me, fort is? Let me just I'm gonna let be me helping. figure out what skill that's going to fall under. Let me start with that. Um, Sleight of hand, right? What? Uh, <laughs> what? No. I love that. That, that was just such a sigh of defeat. Like, <laughs> it could be survival, because it's kind of like building a... Uh, a I mean, sleight of hand works. I don't know what else it would be, actually. It wouldn't be... I think survival makes sense. Survival the was the other one I was looking at. I'm gonna say... Yeah, I'm gonna say sleight of... Or no, I'm gonna say survival. Yeah. Yes! I'm gonna I say plus three to survival. Build in a fort. I'm gonna give him... So I I'm got a nine plus three, so I got distraction action. Okay, some, uh, I was giving assist. him the assist. Uh, I got a crit twenty. Okay, so I'm not joking. But I'm glad that you d- got your twenty on something so critical. Uh, <laughs> so critical. So I'm just picturing Herman building a fort, and the logs keep falling off, and then Trouble just keeps catching them and putting them in proper places. <laughs> 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 I did it, guys! Meanwhile, Trouble built the entire fort by himself. <laughs> I like that. It would be a great visual gag if this were a TV show. Uh, okay, so you're... Cons- where are you building this exa- are you building like a tower with it are you building it like on the on the floor I think he's just trying to build enough of a wall that Kitty can go behind it and not be seen by people while using the phone ah okay that that yeah. okay I'm, I'm with it now. I think that's the so the we're gonna here. say then that you are able to erect a barrier that is like I don't know five and a half feet tall by like 
we'll say, I don't know, four four feet across, five feet across, five by five. Okay. Okay. A little phone booth, a little wood, yeah. wood phone booth. <laughs> yeah, you know, the way it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as you're, so I guess Red, as you're talking to this Dwergar, uh, he introduces himself to you as Louie, kind of over the sound of this engine. Um, and he hands you a canteen and asks if you're thirsty. Uh, yeah, man, thanks. What's what's in here? Um, just something that we put together. We, uh, we mixed fire and water. Fire and water, okay. Yeah, it's fire water. It's fire water. Come on, it'll be good for you. Yeah, all right. I take a sip of it. So when you open the canteen, you get burned by steam. Because that is all that's in there. Great. (laughs) Cool. The good old steam canteen. A good old steam canteen. Fantastic. Uh, Sorry, kid. Um, It's nothing personal. Here, here's actual water. It's just a... It's a rite of passage for engineers to come up here, you know, to give them the old steam canteen. Oh, I get it. Like bullying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> bullying. No, 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 no. None of us hunt bulls up here, kid. I don't know. Do you think we got space for that? No, 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 no. <laughs> and in any case, that's inhumane. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're in the Kolovenhoof Coalition. Those guys can... They, they do all sorts of bullying. Mostly because a lot of them are bulls, and they think it's allowed. Oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Uh, well, um, yeah, I, I loved your song. Uh, you, some stuff about time travel in there. That's that's pretty interesting subject matter for a song. Well, you know, it's it's more metaphor than anything else. Right, that doesn't have anything to do with the the train or or the prison or nothing. Um, not to my knowledge. I mean, I just do the wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. I sing the songs. I, I, mean, I, I, just I do, do the... the wood. I I keep, I keep the steam canteen filled up. Um. <laughs> That's great, and you are doing a great job. And you know what? I just do the train. I just sort of walk around the train, make sure everything's going good. So I will tell um, the people that you're doing a great job with the wood. <laughs> Oh, so that's the thing. Um, yeah, don't don't mention that we're up here. They think that we're humans. Oh, what? Why is that? Um, we may have told them that. Did you look different before? Or? No. <laughs> okay, they're so they're just they're just kind of stupid. Um. I mean, let's be real here, champ. Um, do you see many Dwergar where you're from? No, not that many. Yeah, you know why that is? Nope. Exactly. Wait. Okay. Ooh. That's weirdly suspicious. That That is a little bit, um... Yeah, I'm not actually human either, so... Should I be worried, or...? Um... Um... Well, between you and me, I'm always worried. 
just okay in general yeah but just sort of I, generalized anxiety that makes sense yeah, um, here's the thing. I think you, you, you've got the uniform, you've got the badge. They're not going to touch you. Okay, yeah, thanks, man. That's that's good. That's that's good to know. They don't give a shit about trained dwarves. Mm, yeah, that's good. Well, you're just doing a great job going about your business, so uh, how's it going back there? Because how long do I need okay. to distract these trained dwarves? Um, like, could I put it. half my body in it? Like, my upper half? What? <laughs> y- yes, you could. I'm... Yeah, got, yeah yes, it's you got, could. It's got, it's got ten minutes of air in it. I don't think these phone calls go more than ten minutes long. Now, there... Okay, there is a hazard to doing Kitty wants that, to though. put herself in the bag of holding. I just want to put it over top of me so that technically I am making a call from a dip, from a pocket dimension. And not from the train. Right. Okay, you can do that. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. It's really good. I like it. It's a wonderful idea. So I pull the phone out, and I pull the, the, the smoky quartz out, and I put it in. And then before I like push the button to call, I'm just going to be like, um, uh, uh, treble, uh, uh, pull this bag off me in, uh, in ten minutes. You know, I think you should probably have Herman. No, because I trust Trouble to know how long 10 minutes is and not you, Herman. Sorry. And then I pull the bag over top of my head so that it's just like up. So it's over my head uh, and you can just see my legs. What is to stop the bag from just consuming you? I'm sitting. I'm sitting so it only sits like it's just sitting. Mm. I don't put my whole self into it. You know, to be safe, you should Trouble probably have Herman dangle down. you over the bag and just dunk no, you in. No, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Now, here's a question about the bag of holding. Does the physics of it mean that if you hold it over your head that what's in it falls out? No. Okay. You have to, tr- you have to turn it inside out for all the stuff that's in Okay, the okay. That That is good. That is very, yeah. very good here. Yep. Um... Okay, so you make your call. Yep, I call the knowledge god with the smoky quartz, and I hope it's the one I think it is. But hopefully they're not so depressed about wanting to die because they know everything that they'll talk to me and give us some good advice. So you're about to go on what is essentially a vision quest. So I'm going to describe this to you in layers. Okay. So... For a while, for like one minute after you make the call to Yarduk, it is complete darkness in the bag. Um, On minute two, um, suddenly stretching out ahead of you is a vision of all of these uh, candles flickering on. And you, the vision you're seeing is you're basically in like a throne room of sorts. Stretching ahead of you is this giant walkway of blackish and with flecks of purple stone that is polished. Um, Looking to your left and your right, you do not see a floor. It almost feels like you're in, like, the area that you're in is suspended off the ground in some way. Like it would be if you were talking to a god. Um... The third minute goes by. 
you are overwhelmed with a feeling of intense cold. And then, uh, as the fourth minute begins, there is a sound of rushing wind, and the smoke begins to billow around this room, culminating in a small pillar um, on a throne up ahead of you. Um, and really, throne is kind of probably overselling it. Um, it's just a stone chair without any sort of adornment or refinement. And sitting there um, is a who you would presume to be Yardic. Um, the lower half uh, is human, uh, wearing a slate gray, or not even a slate gray, probably more like a dark green loincloth um, adorned with like these beautifully rendered bronze uh, strips of armor around the chest and arms. And then where the head would be, there is this pill uh, billowing cloud of smoke that shifts as the body moves. And little pieces of smoke kind of come off of it and dissipate into the air around it. And they're kind of sitting in the chair, like, at the risk of being stereotypical, like a bisexual would, which is to say, not properly. I was like, not uh, right at all. They're sitting in it with, like, one leg over yeah, the arm. That's literally how I'm sitting kind of right now in my office chair. It looks, <laughs> it looks both very comfortable, but then also, how is your back not hurt? It's also how I'm sitting right now, so it really fits. The podcast um, is... Rife with bisexuals, so mostly, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, but that is uh, what you see in front of you, um, and sort I'll, of. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'll just kneel and be like, um, take a big deep breath to try to not um, stutter, and be like, okay, uh, so. Uh, we need fast talk uh, about um, breaking into prison, th overthrowing the abbey. Uh, what do we do? What we need help? Help, please help. For a moment, there's nothing, and then you hear Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. Katrina Bradley. You've had such an interesting career. You've seen so much, and you have so much more to see. What do you want to know specifically about where you're going? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> the way that this works, dear Katrina, is that you can ask me questions, but I will also ask you questions. Don't worry. They start simple. Can you just ask him, like, how just... how do we get people out of the prison? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so, we're headed to the prison right now. We are there to break everyone out to cause the Abbey a bigger headache. Um, because they need to be fully overthrown. Um, but also, uh, we don't want to die and there's Four, technically five of us, if you count 
Kaizo Jakes, and we need help. Help. What? Uh, how do we get the people out? And is there people in there that will help us? And will the, the, the gems that we have, if we summon the Ifrits, will those help? Um, we just need some direction. We're very di directionless fuck-ups. <laughs> I see. Well, I can give you information on almost all of that. As far as how you use it, I think that's up to you. Do you know, he said, like a villain might monologue, do you, kno do you know that the prison is in fact a city? Do you know that it in fact, the prison is a city enclosed by a great wall? And the inhabitants of that city are not aware that they are there, or indeed imprisoned. Is this going to be like sort of an escape from New York situation? No. <laughs> much as I love, much as I love okay. Escape from New York, and would love to parody it in an episode someday, this is not that. Um, Do you know I, I... that the prison was built on perhaps the most unique, beneath the most unique geological and meteorological oddity in all of Bastalone. The city, the prison, is built between, or right below, I should say, a portal through which souls attempting to astral project try to get to the other planes. Every soul, every soul that seeks to leave this continent goes through that portal. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful um, quirk of all of the anti-magic fields that are around. So that's why nobody's dying. Like, when they're dying, we are, like, what's her face? Sorry, I'm like internally, externally monologuing. <laughs> but, and as souls pass from this world to whatever other plane, um, it rather casts a... Well, the entire city is shrouded in this black and white glow. Even inside, it's black and white. And denizens will slowly lose all sense of time. Because for them, it's just like they'd be living normally. The, uh, the warden, the warden of the prison is the, the younger brother of a particularly nasty denizen in the basement of the, of the mm. High Abbey. Mm. The younger brother of uh, Abaddon, as it happens. Oh, fucking hell. And Abaddon is learning, with my help, exactly how serious the illness is that comes from living beneath a portal like that. This is so much fucking lore. Wait, it's the what? darndest thing. It's wait with with his, wait. Did he just say with? He's his saying help? like he's like... the one making the warden sick. Okay. Wait. No, okay. Continue. <laughs> I'm having processing issues. Because Abaddon is well, 
You... Abaddon is, is many things. It's particularly off-putting that one of his favorite forms is that of a giant slug. But his younger brother, unfortunately, is afflicted with what's called the Rift Blight. And the treatments for that are extreme and debilitating. But also, part of the reason why, and perhaps you may have picked up on this on your journey. In fact, I know you have in some way, because I know your journey. All of it. But part of the reason why magic is banned in the way that it is, is because every time that you cast a spell on this continent, that portal go grows a little bigger. And its essence, its influence, its maliciousness grows with it. Wait, the Abbey wants it? It to is grow? a myth. No, they're trying. No, they don't want it to grow. That's why magic is banned. But they're using it for some reason because they're fucking goddamn prison there. Indeed. Um, in fact, there is a prisoner, several prisoners there that, uh, could give you first-hand information about why the Abbey does what it does. There is an Ifrit imprisoned there. Okay. the Indeed, Tizok. Great. Tizok for his many faults, served quite a bit in the jungles far, far to the south beyond this continent. And Tizok was one of the first Ifrits summoned by the Abbey all those years ago. He would be able to tell you what happened. Unfortunately, perhaps due to the somewhat tenuous nature of his capture and, uh, well, his general personality, um, he may be difficult to persuade. He's, he's renowned, in fact, for being an Ifrit so loquacious that he almost never raises a finger to harm anybody. They harm themselves to avoid having to hear him describe... <laughs> what happens to them he's vogon poetry oh god i didn't even <laughs> think of that as a comparison but that's great it's a hitchhiker's guide to the realm. i had i had a completely different reference in mind but that one is funnier for sure so if you want to break people out you must first understand a good many of why they're in there because some of them should not get out. So, with that, with that long-winded monologue, uh, do you have any other questions you want to add to that? Uh, okay, uh, great. We don't want some of them out. Who should we break? Who should we break out to help us? And how do we actually? Okay, so it's a city where people don't realize that they're. It's, so it's not like a regular prison. It's it's a city. 
with walls that they're living every day-to-day lives because they don't realize that they're not living day-to-day lives because of the magic and the black and white power that is set over by the portal. How do we stop, how do we break people out of that so that we can get them to help us and to, or to leave with us? Also, how much well, of the 10 minutes of air does Kitty have left? Okay, so so that was also, so that was, it's at that and very fast. It's just, at that moment that Treble looks at Herman and is like, "Did she say ten minutes or twenty minutes? I don't really remember." Great, let me. I don't care. I'm so we'll 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 just say it, that monologue that I gave that was two minutes. So you still have like three left. Great. This is, I'm 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 trying to really get into the scenery here. I want a si- I want to set my teeth into something. Yeah, you're, you're doing chewing great. The scenery, let me let me cook, damn it. Let me cook. <laughs> no. Uh, um so there are a few different things you could do. You could perhaps visit the warden and his erstwhile caretaker. He controls a great many things about the city. The Umbral City. The abyss on earth, perdition's well, the great shadow. He controls all of it. You could enlist the help of several of its more powerful denizens. But of course, you'd also have to convince them that what they're doing in their life matches up with how it is outside the prison. That could be difficult, but you're a good writer. I'm sure you could convince them. As far as who you could count on to help you while you're there, oh, there are a few. There are a few that you could. Tizok would be the logical place to start, since his incredibly large pool of knowledge would help. But he is also probably his mood is not improved, likely from his close to 300 year imprisonment on this continent um if his mind can be salvaged the sire of the grendel's blaine clan could help but he also may just want to murder all of them and then himself an old acquaintance of mine zasumet is there And he has set up quite the little kingdom for himself. I'm sure he would help you, but it would have a price. Personally, I never cared much for the Clovenhoof Coalition, but I know that one of your compatriots is quite fond of them, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps you could trade on that. There are also, since I know what you've read, there are a few more people you should know about in there. There is a gnome gang leader um, taken from, we'll say, a timeline that's not our own. I think his name is Ernest. He's quite violent from what I hear. He could be persuaded to help you. Unfortunately, one of your other compatriots has a nemesis. He just doesn't know it yet. But he will. 
I don't like that because um, we have... Some people here know that they have nemeses. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fucking her. I'm almost certain. Or fucking Vincent inside Herman. <laughs> what if real Vincent is there? What if Vincent? Vincent there? might be a person. Apparently, there's an alternate universe yeah, Ernest in there what, who's evil. That's that's what that's what I'm saying is that like what if there's just Vin, like real Vincent is there? <sighs> Only one way to find out. Oh my god. Okay. 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 There okay. is also. And this will be the last, the last person whose help you could enlist. Well, okay, out, edit this out. You could theoretically I mean, enlist yeah. any of these yeah, people. Yeah, we could enlist anybody we fu- um, fucking find if we d- the, do a good job. You, if you, if you tried if hard, we tried enough, hard yes. and believe in ourselves. The, the House of Voidclaw has its abandoned daughter imprisoned there for hysteria. Hysteria, ooh. Hysteria, I absolutely go fuck off. Fuck off. She's getting out immediately. Fuck off, we gotta (laughs) rescue the Hysteria girl for sure. Yeah, yeah, because absolutely. I also just know from Henry experience that Henry wants us to rescue this character. She's cool. Yeah, but Uh, also, but seriously, (laughs) imprisoning women for Hysteria is just a way to. Well, yes. Henry knows that. That's why he put that in here. I know, I'm just so, I just, it's absolutely inflaming me right now. I hate the world. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that for sure. You could enlist the help of any of them. You could probably even convince the legendary fisherman to kill for you if you wished it. Okay. You say that, that I can just convince these people. Is that because I can? Ju- we can just like go up and talk to them and t- break them out of whatever the stupor that they're in that makes them think they're living a day-to-day life and they're not in prison? Or do we have to? Is that something? Do we have to like charm them? Do we have to? I need I need a concrete plan here. You're a god, and I don't. I probably have like a minute before Treble thinks it's ten minutes when it's actually only nine. By my estimation, you have two minutes and thirty seconds of air left. Great, so Treble's probably going to accidentally take it off in about 30 seconds, so if you could just get, give me a some concrete here. I know you're a god. He's not going to. I've seen it already. But mind your feet when you are done with the bag. Um, as far as that goes, some of them can be charmed, some of them can be bribed. Some of them could be convinced through a show of strength, perhaps killing a rival, or impressing a love interest. And some could probably just be convinced with the prospect of freedom, or incredible violence. Mm. So, but the, so, so they will be like cognizant enough to know that they are slightly enough to be like that. If we're like, hey, you're in prison and you need to get out of here or that we're trying to get you out of here, they'll, like, sort of kind of understand that? They, they will understand, and they will understand even more. So when you first enter the city, you will not have the diminishing effect that the portal provides. You will still be able to use your magic Ooh. for a period of hours, at which point you will start to feel fatigued oh. slash exhaustion for the game players okay, well, among I- us. 
And I, you I will need, that. you will need, you plural, will need to periodically step outside the city. If you stay too long, you'll start what? to go too. Our brains will go, but technically, like, I don't, I don't use magic, so I would be mostly okay. No. It's just gonna fuck my, it's not, okay, great. Just check So, okay. what wait, you should, wait. what you should do, though, if you can find one, there are little, little badges at some of the guardhouses that can diminish the effects. Because every now and again, a tears team has to go in there and break up a fight. And they're not gonna do- they don't know how long that's gonna last. They need a little bit of extra protection. So the Abbey keeps blessed badges, like radiation badges, in little places throughout the prison. In the walls, specifically. In the walls? Well, on the walls. Like, it's surrounded by a wall, so... Oh, I thought... <laughs> you just gotta break open a cache in the wall. No, none of that. We gotta go, go geocaching in the walls of the... Oh god, that's a that's a trend that I'm glad died. Uh, it didn't die. I did it recently. Let's see. With my mom. Did I forget anything? <laughs> Ow. I visited home. My mom was like, "Let's I... go geocaching." It's like that's new. That is the most crusty <laughs> thing I've heard. Yeah. I. I don't think there's anything more that I should say, or that I can say, even. Um, try to have fun out there, and, uh... By the by, I know that you... And for the briefest moment, the cloud of smoke clears, and you see a pair of glowing, like, bright little blue, like, orbs of fire right where the eyes would be. And they are, like, burning directly into your soul. Mm -hmm. I know that you have wanted to write things. And there's someone in there that can help you do it. Mm. It might be good for you to give her another chance. She is not who you remember. And then with that, the smoke shifts back and covers the entire head again. Okay, I think it's been. <laughs> See, it's okay. Here we go. <laughs> I think it's been ten minutes, Herman. I don't know about you, and Herman or and Trevor rips the the bag off of Kitty's head. Let the cat out of the bag, and that's the title of the episode. <laughs> we already. Have God a damn it! Title. Why are we putting we cats in bags so many times? <laughs> <laughs> So as the the bag is coming off your head, um, you're getting, like, the throne room starts to recede, like, almost in one of those movie scenes where, like, it, it's receding into the distance as you're, like, stretching out a hand towards it, toward it, mm -hmm. but it's out of reach. Mm -hmm. um, and the final thing you hear is, beware afterthought. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Our cast, as always, was Jordan Fugit as Treble, Dan Rogland as Red, Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty, and the DM was me, Henry Rogland.
As always, we're grateful for our listeners, and we thank you for joining us on the journey so far, and for the many, many journeys still to come. If you'd like to listen to upcoming episodes early, as well as get some fun bonus content, be sure to find us on Patreon. 